the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 402. It's the Tim DeMoshio forecast. Rest of the afternoon, nice uh, in the low 60s and then dropping to around 44 tonight with some clouds. Tomorrow, beautiful day. On the cool side, high 56 with that sunshine going on. Sixers tip off at Indiana tonight, 8 o'clock. Flyers home tomorrow against Arizona. Last night in college hoops, Nova opened its season with a win, as did the University of Penn. Game you could have heard on our radio stations. And uh, Temple over LaSalle. Coming up, looking forward to this hour, having Laura Adams. She's a safety analyst at driversed.com. If you are a parent who has a, or a grandparent and you have a, you know, a teenager in the family who's recently been getting behind the wheel, some advice for or if that's about to happen, some advice in terms of insurance and safety. Uh, also, Ben Malcolmson is going to join us. He uh, wrote a book called Walk On. He played at USC and uh, is currently a special assistant to Pete Carroll, who's the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Ben's book has to do with perseverance. Uh, has a lot of endorsements from you know the head of Chick Fil A to uh, the head of a lot of national organizations like uh, um, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we'll chat with Ben. He's going to be calling in from Seattle around uh, four thirty, so we're looking forward to having him on. We'll also welcome your calls eight hundred five sixty WFIL if you'd like to help out with our Trans World Radio campaign. We got to the two thousand dollar mark yesterday, which is wonderful. Thanks to all the folks who have helped out with that so far. 800-560-9345 if you want to give a quick call. Our overall goal for that is $6,600 as we partner with Transworld Radio. They're looking to bring a 200,000-watt AM transmitter to Central Asia, which would help reach um, parts of 10 countries, coverage map about 60 million people with the gospel. And one of the coolest things I think about that whole deal is the fact that most of the folks in that region don't know the Lord. So it's an opportunity to bring the gospel there for the very first time. You can help out uh, as well online at WFIL.com. 404, we'll take a very brief break, come back at you. We're going to do a little giveaway. We'll also chat with Laura Adams from driversed.com and also get ready for uh, Ben Malcolmson of the Seattle Seahawks. It's all coming up here. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 407 AM 560 WFIL. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing so. Uh, before we go any further, just thought, you know, we've been giving out some Wawa gift cards uh, in the amount of $5.60 to cover several coffees as the weather gets cooler. And we've had fun doing that. And we often do that kind of near the end of the show. But before we get going with our different guests, I thought maybe we want to make sure we can get that in on the front end of the program. So if you'd like to pick up a free gift card to uh, Wawa, we'll mail that out to you. 800-560-WFIL is our number. 800-560-9345. Take a random caller now and hand that out. 
may slip in another one later on in the program. Just something fun we can do to say hello to our listeners. 800-560-9345. Again, a random call now. We'll pick that up with WFIL. 800-560-9345. Also, a quick thank you. Uh, we've had a number of folks who have called in to help with our partnership with Transworld Radio. One is uh, Robin in Elkins Park. Uh, Daniel in Malvern. Also, Darren in Collegeville. Several of the folks who have called in or gone online and helped out and been a uh, contributor in our partnership with Transworld Radio. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to bring the gospel to the Central Asia area, the 60 million people coverage map in parts of 10 countries, including China and Russia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and more. Transworld Radio has been around since the early 50s, and they, uh, they bring the gospel all over the place. And one of the challenges, of course, is the language barrier. And so... Uh, it's crazy to see, but they, they've been able to do this with God's help and many people who are dedicated in each of these countries to help do this. So uh, you can look them up online, twr.org, simply put. Um, also, it's kind of cool. I just got some pictures. I haven't had a chance to put them up yet, but the lead engineer on this whole Silk Road project, uh, Daryl Van Dyken is his name. He and his wife, Carol, are from our area here in Montgomery, you know, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. They're in Cyprus now, living there and working on this project, which is going to take a few months to get, you know, officially on the air, if you will, and being able to broadcast. But uh, I was uh, Facebook messaging with Carol earlier today and just said, you know, do you have any photos of the, the transmitter site or like what's going on so our listeners can have a chance to see? And so she, uh, there's some security issues involved, uh, but she's working on that and she was able to send me a few. I just got them a little while ago, so I didn't have a chance to post them yet, but I hope to do that this evening so you can see what we're talking about, uh, anything that we could do to help bring it home to you. And the reason we want to partner in general with a Transworld Radio simply because it's a natural fit, I think. If you listen to WFIL and appreciate the programs and the ministries, you would hopefully um, more naturally understand, you know, the blessing it could be for somebody else. So that's, you know, all we wanted to do is help them with this big project, this huge transmitter they're working on. Uh, i got a call coming here. I'll grab this here and then we'll come back. Hello, what's your name? My name is Joyce Brown. Hi, Joyce. How you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. What's happening with you today? Excuse me? What's happening with you? You just hanging out, listening in? Yeah, I'm just hanging out, watching the news. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. While you're doing that, can we uh, take care of a few coffees for you? We'll send you a gift card to Wawa. Are you calling for that or... You just yes, me? I am. Okay, well, good. We'll do that. Joe is sitting over there. He's the hardest working producer in Philadelphia between 4 and 5. 4 and 4.30? Four four and four and f- Joe says 4 to 5. Okay. All right, a whole hour. <laughs> He's over there. He'll grab your info. We'll mail that out to you tomorrow morning, okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thanks for listening in. We like to do this every now and again. We may try and slip in another one before the hour is through. Anyhow, so just to wrap up that thought on our partnership with Transworld Radio, uh, we are glad to be doing that and hope that um, you might take a little piece of ownership of that, whether you want to do uh, a, a simple little one-time gift or something larger, or maybe you want to challenge the others listening in the uh, WFIL audience to do something. You would say, oh, I'll give you 500 bucks if other people do the same, you know, spur each other on. Our goal is not that hard. It's $6,600. We're already a little over 2000 so that's great. We're technically 30% of the way there. So that's that's nice progress, nice and steady. And uh if you want to help out, you can either call us, 800-560-WFIL, or you can go online, WFIL.com, and there's the uh, Silk Road Project banner right there. It's 412 uh, because our guest coming up a little later, Ben Malcolmson, is calling in from Seattle and some other logistics. We want to take another break right now, 
and uh, earlier than we usually would because we want to make sure we have enough time to work that in as well as our conversation. Ben is uh, an assistant to uh, Pete Carroll, who is the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll be chatting with him. He has a book called Walk On. We're going to give away copies of that as well. Prior to that, we have Laura Adams, who's with driversed.com. Uh, we're going to talk with her, too. So we want to make sure we fit everybody in. All that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 4.15 AM 560 WFIL. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing so. Moving right along, we want to bring in our uh, guest from driversed.com. If you have a teenager who is perhaps getting ready to hit the road, you're considering insurance options and safety and such things, we want to bring in Laura to talk about that. Hello. How you doing, Laura? Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. Am I catching an okay time? You good? Yeah, this is great. <laughs> good. Well, thank you for taking a little time out of your day. Uh, I understand as we uh, do our broadcast, if parents listening have a teenager new to the driving scene, as my wife and I do, we actually have two such children, that uh, she has some good insight how to help people out. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So a good starting point. Maybe um, the insurance piece is very practical. Is that a good, a good spot? Maybe just how, what people's options are. Sure. Uh, yeah. So what would you, what, how would you advise parents when it comes to figuring out the best way to go about that aspect of things? What's important to consider or the main factors to take into account? When you've got a teenage driver coming on board in the family, um, the first thing that you really want to do is have a conversation with your insurance company. You know, let them know that you have a new driver. Get some guidance from them about what types of discounts may be available. And I recommend asking about discounts because teen drivers are expensive. Yeah. And in many cases, there are discounts available that you just might not know about. And if you don't specifically ask for that information, a lot of times the insurance company is just not going to go out of their way to tell you about it. Okay. So what, one of the most common discounts that parents miss is the good student discount. And this applies for kids typically up to about age 25. They can be in high school, college, or graduate school. If they are getting about a B average or better, then they will qualify for a discount. And in some cases, it's substantial. It could be 15%, 20%. In some cases, I've even seen 25%. Wow. So that can really help mom and dad keep the premium down for their teen driver. You know, this is going to vary from carrier to carrier, and it's going to be, you know, what's required and the discount. This is all going to vary depending on the insurance company that you have. Okay. And, you know, I'd say if your company does not offer a discount, that might be a good time to shop around, you know, and find out if you can get a, a different company that maybe is going to offer a discount that could help you get your net premium uh, lower. The problem with teens, you know, they're so expensive because just statistically they get into a lot of accidents. Yeah. And, you know, they're just, they don't have the experience that a lot of older, more mature drivers have. So there's definitely a learning curve there. Uh, the better the education that you can get your teen, uh, but certainly the better for their driving skills. 
but that education can also qualify you for a discount. So ask about good student discount, ask about driver education discounts, and anything else that they may offer you. Um, maybe you're buying your teen a new car. Um, if you can bundle, you know, have multiple cars under uh, one package, that can qualify you for a discount. Maybe you get your home insurance or your renter's insurance in addition to auto insurance. And that's uh, also going to qualify you for a discount if you've got different types of policies with the same company. Even life yeah. insurance sure. could be a nice bundle. Sure. So all of these are tips to, to keep the rate low. That's good. We're chatting with Laura Adams, safety analyst at driversed.com. You uh, mentioned that because, you know, when there's a tran- transition going on and you're adding that you kind of referred to it there a little bit, maybe it's a time to just pause and take stock because adding that child could change things enough where maybe switching companies makes sense. Maybe, you know, people, it's most convenient just to add your child, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the wisest course of action. Uh, do you? Yeah, so you find that people as they that that comes into play very often, or is it usually more the the companies have some good discounts if you know what to ask for, and you don't have to reinvent everything just to add your child on because it is expensive, so you don't want to just do it carelessly. Exactly, I do think that most companies are willing to give a discount. Um, as I mentioned, you know they're not always the best at telling you all of the options that you have, all of the discounts that are available. So as consumers, we really have to speak up and ask for discounts and, you know, shop around. That's really our our best defense. But I do find that most carriers, they know that teens are expensive. So they're going to try to help you because they certainly want your business. Have you found out, Laura, if uh, a child starts, because our kids uh, were cool with not driving right away, the the time when the clock turns midnight and they turn 16 or whatever, uh, that they, they, they didn't have to worry about that. So they were willing to wait a little later. Do you know if insurance companies tend to give you a little bit of a discount if you start when you're, say, 17 or 18 or 20, as opposed to when you're 16? Uh, even Obviously, you enter, everybody has to start somewhere. So you have no experience when you begin, but does it help to begin a little older if people are willing to wait a little bit? It does. The age difference between even just a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, those just one-year age differences do make a big difference in the premium. Hmm. And that's because as teens age, they get more experience, they're better behind the wheel. Statistically, they are just less risky. So a young male driver, so a 16-year-old boy, is going to be kind of the perfect storm for insurance. He's going to be the most expensive. But you should see the rate decrease for every birthday. And then about the time you're in your mid-20s, that's when your rate really starts to level out and you become less risky. So if your teen is willing to wait, you know, certainly that's a great thing from a financial perspective. And we do see that many teens are waiting to drive because they feel like they're already very connected with their friends, you know, through social media and all the ways that they stay connected. They don't necessarily have to get in the car to go see a friend um, to communicate. So I think that's one reason why teens these days are a little, you know, maybe not as anxious to get started as early as perhaps we were in previous decades. Yeah, yeah. Laura uh, Adams with us from safety. She's a safety analyst at driversed.com. Speaking of the good old days, I remember getting my license years ago and how the driver's education part, uh, you know, also was kind of the thing where you could reduce your premiums that way a little bit. What's the, how are things these days as far as uh, education or anything else separate from the insurance company 
that a, a teenager could do or parents could do with their teenagers to help them so when they go to get insured, they are like, oh, you did that? You did that? Like you said, the grades at the beginning of our chat, you mentioned being a B or above student can help a lot. Are there anything other things like that, whether taking a class or X amount of hours of instruction or being on the road a certain amount? Well, definitely getting education, being prepared is key. Driversed.com has a variety of different types of courses and practice tests. Many people don't realize that 70% of students actually fail their driving permit test the first time. Mm. So, you know, being prepared, you know, certainly you don't want your child to feel like they're a failure if, if they don't make it because that's pretty typical, but they can definitely be a little bit more prepared uh, by using a, the driversed.com practice permit test. So it's just a collection of affordable tests based on the state where you live. New drivers can, uh, I think if they go through that course, they're going to have a much more, uh, much bigger chance of, of passing on their first try. That so good. that's a great way uh, to, to get your child in the mindset of taking the course and understanding more about what's involved. They may have a course uh, offered at their school. Many schools don't, though. So, you know, this is something that tends to get cut when budgets for schools are cut. So if you don't have a course offering at school, um, I would say as a parent, don't think that you are the right person to teach your child how to drive. In a lot of cases, it really is going to help to have a, a professional, somebody that the teen doesn't hear you know, every day telling them to do this or do that, having an objective professional either um, in the car with them, which driversed.com also offers in-car driving lessons. That's fantastic if that's offered. Uh, But I'd say if mom and dad, or if you are the one teaching your kids, get them the online education as well. That'll just kind of back up what you're trying to teach them in the car. Laura Adams, safety analyst at driversed.com. My son, Toby, and his friend Elias have a video channel called Tiny Turtles TV. They've done about 75 videos. My other, my other son, Tim, was involved with that for a while now. He's away at college. But uh, one of the videos is called the Toyota Teen Drive 365 Video Challenge. It has to do with distracted driving. Things like chips and loud music and your phone. Uh, you know, may seem obvious, but it may seem not. Because you're just kind of like casual. You think life goes on. But... What do you know or what do you advise and how do you hear these things come through as far as you know, people who really need to understand the difference between being undistracted and potentially partially or, or largely distracted? Yeah, distraction is just a huge problem right now. We are so addicted to our phones that we get into the car, we just can't seem to put them down. So I recommend that people put their phone, whatever device they've got, in the glove box of the car, just kind of Set it aside. You know that it's there if you need it in an emergency. Um, But teaching kids that they don't need to respond immediately to incoming texts, incoming phone calls, um, that's really key. Parents also have to model that behavior. We know a lot of parents are are (laughs) not setting the right message. They're talking. They're eating while driving. You know, they're putting on makeup. They're doing all the things that they're telling their teen not to do. So as parents, you've got to be a good role model and set some expectations. Don't think that your teen needs to respond to you right away. A lot of teens tell us, well, I'm on the phone because mom is calling or I'm texting dad back. Let them know they need to get to a safe place, a legal place uh, to pull over, stop, and return phone calls and texts. Yeah. And well, Laura, what you said about the uh, parents modeling it, it, as my kids, we have five children and the oldest is 20. 
And I say this tongue in cheek, but it's so annoying because as they get older, you know, you realize you can't kind of, you know, they, they see you. Like if you have an inconsistency, like, well, you were calling somebody, what you are, you were eating a sandwich while you were like, you know, when the kids are small, they're looking out the window or whatever, but now they know. And if you want to model it for, you know, if you want them to do it, you got to be consistent too. So it's a challenge to us as adults as well. Absolutely. So this is not just a problem for teens. Distracted driving is a problem for drivers of all ages. So it's a good time to really think about how you drive. Can you, you know, stop doing one bad thing, quit one bad habit, and maybe pick up one good habit this week that will make you a safer driver? That's good. Laura, thank you for your time. And uh, just uh, on the side, how did you get involved with uh, driversed.com? Or, or what, was it, you sound very knowledgeable and pa- passionate about it. So I'm guessing that, you know, you have, maybe that's just who you are as a person. But how did you get involved with driversed.com? Yeah, I have a background in insurance, and really when you go into the the world of insurance, driving safety is a really natural fit, and we've been talking a lot about the technology of cars, the future of driving, you know, self-driving cars, and it just really brings the question and the issue of safety, um, you know, as a sideline. So it's just something that uh, is very important. So not only do folks need to have the right insurance, but they need to be sure that they don't have to use that insurance. You know, they need to stay safe while they're on the road. So safety is just a a big part of the driving experience and something I want consumers to be mindful of. That's great. We appreciate you uh, taking time to give us some ideas and a very practical topic here. So thank you again for your time, Laura. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Sure thing. Laura Adams, safety analyst, driversed.com. It's 428. We're going to take a brief break. Turn things around and bring on Ben Malcolmson, author of Walk On, special assistant to Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We'll be talking about his book and even giving a couple of copies away. It's all coming up here in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 432 AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing so. Forecast dropping to 44 tonight with some clouds. Tomorrow, a lot of sun. High 56. Sixers at Indiana tonight, 8 o'clock. Flyers home tomorrow against Arizona. College hoops, Nova, Penn, and Temple all won last night. And uh, Eagles getting ready to take on the Cowboys. It's coming Sunday and Sunday night football. Speaking of football, in the uh, NFC East, at least, it's the Rams at 8-1, and one, the Saints at 7-1. and one. Then there's everybody else real packed in with a 5-3 record, 4-4 four four record, and uh, playoffs will be determined here in the next, next you know, second half of the season. We'll see how things go. Uh, speaking of, in that, in that pack there, looking for a playoff spot to get back into the mix, is uh, Ben Malcolmson and the Seattle Seahawks. Hello, Ben. How are you, my friend? Hey, Tim. How you doing? Great. Thank you for taking time to call in. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you and all the listeners out there. Yeah. Well, you've written this book, Walk On, and man, there's just so much ground to cover. Uh, well, you know, I have a few questions for you, but I'm sure you know it, it's just a natural story. I think you'll be able to share, independent of my questions, you'll be able just to share from the heart and uh, and kind of share with people what this whole book is about. Walk On. Um, you are a special assistant to head coach Pete Carroll at the with the Seahawks, of course, and. Uh, what's your day to day like? Because you know, we had to, you're on the West Coast, and we're trying to arrange 
uh, I've covered the Eagles here in Philly for 20 years, so I know coaches are busy and, and personnel are busy and certain parts of the day are better than others. So what, what's a typical day or week like for you with the, with the Seahawks? Yeah, well, every day is a little bit different. There's uh, there's no such thing as monotony when you're working for a football team. So especially <laughs> someone who's <laughs> someone like Coach Carroll, he uh, he's uh, full of energy and all over the place. So it's a, it's a blast, and uh, every day is a little bit different. But um, yeah, we're just kind of chugging along. We're in the the in season uh, rhythm right now and uh, gearing up for play down in LA against the Rams on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, big game there, and it's fun to watch. Uh, your your life is it's interesting because you have worn a lot of hats, if you will, and I know a part of the themes of your book, uh, Walk On, has to do with perseverance. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking there are some high watermarks or some touch points maybe over the course of your life. I, I know in your book, uh, fifth grade was part of the story. Uh, I don't know where you'd like to maybe introduce things where people, you know, where the, where the book Walk On came from and some of the main areas. Obviously, your college time at USC is a, a big chunk of the story, but it actually started even a lot, a lot earlier, right? Yeah, in fifth grade, my dad signed me up for Pop Warner football, and uh, I was just trying to figure out what sport I wanted to play, and I was signed up for every sport in the book. And uh, that one year of playing football was the most miserable experience possible. I did not enjoy playing football at all. I was undersized. I was a late bloomer, and uh, I was just getting my butt kicked all over the football field. So after that season was over, I I promptly quit and and promised myself that I'd never play football again. And fast forward uh, about 10 years, I find myself uh, in college at the University of Southern California, and I had become a, a student newspaper reporter. I was a journalism major and was covering the USC Trojans football team for the school newspaper. And uh, that was kind of in the, the height of USC football when they were the number one team three straight years in a row. And um, just an incredible time to, to be a student there and to be a student newspaper reporter. It was amazing. And had covered the team for three years and then uh, was gearing up to graduate. And I get an idea. I need to go out with a bang, kind of write one final good story about the team. And I get this idea, well, why don't I go through the walk-on tryouts for the football team? And it would kind of be a joke because here, number one team in the country and uh, me having not played football since fifth grade, and just going through the tryout just to write an article for the school newspaper. It'd be kind of funny. I could make fun of myself and throw myself under the bus, if you will. So yeah. I go through the tryout, and uh, I, it was it was brutal. It was really hard. And, I mean, I didn't even know what position to try out for. And I was definitely out of my league, uh, even among the tryout players. And uh, it didn't matter, though, because I was just there to write an article for the school newspaper. Well, and, you tell me this, yeah. the, you use the phrase walk-on, and some people may not be totally familiar with how the, the vast difference, because the number one program in the country, obviously, they've, they've got scholarships they're handing out, they're recruiting, they're scouting for years, even uh, players probably in, the, in the ninth grade somewhere, or 10th grade or 11th grade, and they're bringing people in. The contrast from that kind of person who has an established spot to what you were talking about, you were just trying to go through the process of trying out so you could describe it, right? You weren't actually in your mind thinking you'd make the team or is it my wrong not a, not at all right. not at all because <laughs> i was just trying to go through this tryout which is kind of like an open casting call for for any student at, at the school just to see if they could find any talent there at the school because every uh, college football team has 85 scholarships to hand out and they need about 15 to 20 guys that are paying their own way and these are the walk-ons kind of the end of the bench guys that, that, that they don't get much attention they're not in uh, Sports Illustrated or on Sports Center or anything like that. So yeah. I figured this might be a pretty cool story, shine some light on these guys. Which is inter- an interesting way to think about it. I mean, and, and it's also, I read in your book, you know, Coach Carroll talked about the, even the process of you, you never know. 
and, and giving people an opportunity to chase a dream and maybe be a walk-on. And even if they don't play much or at all, just he, he has a spot in his heart for that, which is pretty cool that you were describing in the book, uh, uh, your new book, Walk On. Yeah, definitely. And, and Coach is pretty unique in that way. Not every school has an open casting call, um, open tryout like that. So I figured I might as well jump at it and, and see what I can do here writing a story. And it never even crossed my mind that I could make the team because I was just a student newspaper reporter. There was just no chance at all. And so I, I go home, start writing my story, and this was going to be the best story I ever had. And I get a phone call two days after the tryout saying I made the football team. So it was uh, the most shocking call you could ever imagine because I never even dreamed that I could make the team. That's like someone walking in and handing you a million dollars. It's like, okay, what's what's the catch here, you know? And so I was figured this has to be a prank. This has got to be a joke. Maybe Coach Carroll's pulling a prank on me, maybe, maybe one of my friends. But uh, I go and, and check it out, and it's real. I was all of a sudden on the number one team in the country, Having not played football since fifth grade and having gone through the trout just to write an article for the school newspaper, my life, I took a total turn in that moment. I believe it. Ben Malcolmson is our guest. He's a special assistant to Seattle Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, and uh, he has a book called Walk On, and we're just talking through it a little bit. So what happened next? You know, you make the team, and now I'm guessing that changes a lot because even to be uh, – I went to Penn State, and my roommate was seventh on the depth chart for uh under joe paterno for for three and a half years and he had to be at every spring practice every like the whole he was gone a lot of the time and he i think he played in three games in three years for like six minutes total and just all of i mean does that radically change what you're doing you are a senior so it's the end of things there but that must have radically altered even how your your day looks like now you all of a sudden you're you're on the football team Oh, for sure. It's a full-time job, basically. I mean, you're working, you're, you're either lifting weights or in meetings or on the practice field up to eight hours a day. I mean, it's just crazy how much you're, you're putting in, how much work it takes to, to be a part of a team like that in college. And um, it definitely changed my life because uh, I was no longer just a normal college student. I was a college football student athlete, and this was uh, quite the life alteration. So, um, yeah, so uh, there I am practicing and going through all that, and I ended up getting uh, pretty seriously hurt just a month into spring practice and I had to get surgery, and I was going to be out for nine months. But uh, just to divine, miraculous healing, I was back in four and a half months um, from the injury and um, the surgery and everything. So it was crazy turn of events just to get me back to being on the football field uh, for practice and suiting up on game days um, for you, that did, whole fall. Did you, you and you are, so I'm guessing you did do your story and that would, that became a new rear view mirror pretty quickly since you had to turn your attention to, you know, to becoming on the team. But, but as far as that goes, uh, you know, you were a journalism major. So were you still, are you kind of confused at this point a little bit? Like, well, I guess, when this is all done, I'm still going to be a writer, right? Or we'd be a journalist. Or what were what were your hopes concurrent with this crazy storyline that's developing as a, as making the number one team in the entire country unexpected? We still think. Yeah, well, I I wrote that story and then I promptly quit the newspaper. I just figured conflict of interest and and I wanted to focus my attention on on this new opportunity that I had. So yeah, I just dove in head first and uh, figured that it would turn into something down the road. But I just wanted to enjoy it for what it was in the moment. When my uh, eight-year-old daughter, Theodora, plays soccer and girls bump into each other, it, often it's like a tea party. Oh, whoops, sorry, are you okay? And <laughs> I'm guessing the USC football player practices were not quite like that. 
No, I was getting uh, getting hit pretty hard there. That team had uh, 54 guys that ended up playing in the NFL. So it was uh, virtually an NFL roster. And, um, I mean, Clay Matthews was on that team, and, and tons of superstars later on down the road were on that team. And I was getting pretty beat up. Um, I didn't know how to take a hit, and I definitely didn't know how to give a hit. So I was uh, I was taking a beating for sure. What did they and, uh what did they think yeah, of you as a as a walk on as a player? Is there a, there's a difference in terms of pe- you know, pedigree? Officially, people who are recruited and got scholarships versus someone who's coming on and uh, hey, you know, uh, w- was it easy or not easy to you know become part of the team and you have a hundred players or whatever on the team? So that just that also is challenging. But how did that fit in? And and where did your, your faith came in with all this too? Like at what point were you kind of thinking God's hand is in all of this these twists and turns? Yeah, well, thankfully, uh, Coach Carroll does an incredible job of creating a kind of a family environment and brotherhood yeah. on the team. So a, a walk-on is treated just the same as everyone else, and uh, it's just an amazing uh, environment. And he does that in the NFL, too. It doesn't matter whether you're a 10-year NFL veteran or, or a rookie. Everyone's treated the same, and, and guys really are, are welcoming and inviting. And it's really cool just that that flows from Coach Carroll. And then to answer your other question about faith, I think that's the coolest part about this story is that as uh, as cute as this story is and as inspiring as it is, um, the faith element is, is the most profound, and, and that's the part that, that re- the book really focuses on and, and just really is hopefully an encouragement to people if you, if you get a chance to pick up the book, just the, the fact that God has an amazing purpose for all of us. And, and mine, I was pressing into from day one when I made that team. I had a, just a deep sense in my heart that God had me there for a reason and that it was something far greater than just, suiting up and playing football that he had me there for an eternal purpose and so I was pressing into that from day one and went through a lot of ups and downs um, mostly downs at the beginning because I tried to start a bible study and no one showed up and I tried to start a prayer group and no one showed up and then I just tried to be a light try to be a good friend a good teammate and love my teammates well and, and nothing was happening I was seeing zero fruit and zero results and then uh, at the end of the season, right before we play in the Rose Bowl, I get an idea that everyone on the team should get a Bible. And I had read in Isaiah 55, it says, if his word goes out, it's not return empty. And so I got 100 Bibles and placed one in every teammate's locker and was very excited to see my purpose come to fruition and see God work here because, first of all, he's faithful to his promise that if his word goes out, it's not going to return empty. And second of all, I just knew that he had me there for a reason. I hadn't seen it yet, so this had to be it because we were running out of time. The end of the season was there. So right. I uh, placed a Bible in every guy's locker and fully expecting just revival to break out. And uh, I walk into the locker room the next day, just total opposite is what I see. I see pages of the Bible just shredded, ripped up, thrown all over the floor. Or hmm. couldn't even see the carpet because all you saw were just shredded pages of the Bible everywhere. So it was crushing and uh, just another failure in me trying to find my purpose. But thankfully, uh, years down the road, I, I see the the fulfillment of my purpose uh, when I re- re-encounter a teammate of mine. Chatting with uh, Ben Malcolmson. He is the author of Walk On, From Pee Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines, My Unlikely Story of Football, Purpose, and Following an Amazing God. Um, can we impose on you to hang on with us for a few minutes? So we just have a quick break to take, and I had a few more questions to run by. Is that okay with you, Ben? 100%. Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. All right, Ben Malcolmson is here. We'll take a brief break, checking in the West Coast, and uh, he's a special assistant to CLC Hawks head coach Pete Carroll. 
We're going to talk about the book Walk On a little longer here, and we also have a copy or two to give away. Have our toll-free number ready, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 448, listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Thank you so much for doing so. We have Ben Malcolmson, author of the book Walk On, uh, on our program today. Thank you for taking time with us, Ben. It's great to have you. And uh, as we continue along, you know, I'm reading through your book. And there's tons of endorsements. Of course, you're the special assistant to the Seahawks head coach, Pete Carroll, and he wound up reading that. You knew him from your days at USC and then moved along to the Seattle Seahawks with him. But there's also a, a bunch of others. And one of the cool ones that's in here is actually from somebody who's on our radio station, Dr. Tony Evans. Um, his program, The Alternative, airs every weeknight, 730 to 8. And he wrote, if you ever felt like throwing a red flag on God because it looked like he made the wrong call in your life, Ben's story will give you hope and show you that God has a game plan and purpose for your life that's far better than anything you could ever imagine, which brings to mind that, you know, Ephesians 3.20, and uh, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine. So, um, you know, each of, the, each of the chapters in your book has scripture uh, at the tail end of it as well to kind of maybe sum things up. Maybe, maybe just for folks who are just tuning in, you can share a little bit about more about that aspect of Walk On. Yeah, the purpose in writing the book was to really encourage people to get on the journey of finding the purpose in, in their life. And I think God uh, has called us all here to this earth, um, not just to live life and get to heaven, but to live life and be on mission and have a purpose that is uh, something that's far greater than we could even believe, even if he told us right now. So I was uh, living that out and uh, was just so fortunate for the story that he's given me um, and through my life and the, the story that he's written through uh, all of my experiences and uh, that, that are captured in this book. And, and it doesn't matter your background or your mistakes or your failures, but God has an incredible purpose for each and every one of us. So so this book is hopefully an encouragement for many people to, to continue on that journey to find their purpose. And those verses at the end of every chapter with a little question attached just kind of uh, push us along and, and continue to nudge us along on this journey um, to really find the purposes that God has for us. Ben, I often ask people if they have a, a life verse, and then that can change over time, I'm sure, or maybe for a season something has been impressed on you. So you have a number of verses in the book Walk On. I don't know if you, whether it's just something recently or or something you still kind of come back to as you look back at your life, uh, a particular scripture that, that resonates with you. Of course, it's all God-inspired and all matters. But is there anything that stands out for you perhaps uh, more than another? Yeah, the verse that's really been the thread throughout this journey for me has been Habakkuk 1.5, and it's from a tiny little book in the back of the Old Testament. But it says, Look at the nations and watch, and be utterly amazed, for I'm doing something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. And I think that's what God wants to do through each and every one of us, that He wants to do things in our days that will leave us in amazement, just things that will be impossible for us to be, even believe if he told us ahead of time. So just for us to have that expectancy and that hope and that excitement for the, the incredible purposes that God has for each and every one of us, it doesn't matter what your position is or, or where you're located or the people you're around, that, that God does have 
amazing purposes for each one of us to to really change lives and save lives for for eternity. Ben Malcolmson, our guest, uh, the book is called Walk On. And, you know, your story really has a lot of themes and a lot of ups and downs some very high moments, some very low moments. Are you still feeling like the the book's really being – you have a book out, but do you feel like the book's still being written? Because there's a lot of swings going on with all the different places God's taken you. And, you know, you may think in life it's easy for any of us to want to know what's going on. And yet God is often working on a completely different level than we think is going on. And then maybe we look back and see, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I understand. <laughs> Do you feel like that's still, you know, stuff's yet to come for for you? Oh, and, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think that's the crazy part and the, the coolest part is that it takes that hindsight perspective to really grasp what God is doing. Um, it's it's almost impossible to fully grasp what God is doing in the moment um, just because we don't, we can't fathom what he's up to. We don't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. Um, to the level that he's at work. And so um, having that, that 2020 perspective, when you look back and you're like, okay, now I see what God was doing, um, both through the ups and the downs. And uh, in my story, I shared a little bit about it, but through all those challenges pointed to just an incredibly amazing set of circumstances where one of my teammates who ended up passing away was, was saved just a few days before he died. Um, that season um, through yeah. the Bibles and through another teammate. And I, I didn't see it in the moment. I saw it four years later when I reconnected with another teammate. And it's just crazy that God is always at work, whether we can see it or not. Um, and so just to, to keep pressing on. And the book is titled Walk On, just to encourage us to keep walking on, just keep taking those steps one after another, day by day. And uh, whatever God has placed in front of us, just be faithful with that and trust and know that he is at work, that he does have a purpose for you uh, wherever you're at. Amen. Ben, uh, it's obviously a double a double meaning there. Walk on since you were a walk on at USC and walk on to continue persevering and you, the different twists and turns you were, for those just tuning in, you had shared a little while ago about buying like it was a hundred Bibles or whatever for your, your teammates at USC and put them in their lockers with all this anticipation. It was probably even if it was me, I'd f- feel emotional. Like, wow, look at the God's word and all these players. This is why I'm here. And then you mentioned coming in the next day and they were, many of them were shredded up on the floor and it must've been also the complete opposite feeling. But as you just shared there, one of the players you found out years later it, that had actually helped him in his uh, come to know the Lord. I mean, wow. So I mean, you, you just don't want to go by when, when the Lord says to walk by faith, not by sight. That's a, a great example of it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's, that's all we can do. Um, Cause a lot of times our sight fails us and it, it sure looks like everything's um, not looking good and, and kind of failing or whatever it may be, just not seeing fruit to your labor and just to trust and to know and keep walking by, by faith that God is at work, that he's faithful to his promise, and that he does have an amazing plan for each of us. By the way, you open your book, again, as we're in the final moments of our program here, Ben Malcolmson's book is called Walk On, From Pee Wee Dropout to the NFL Sidelines, My Unlikely Story of Football, Purpose, and Following an Amazing God. You open your book kind of jumping into one of the high, then quick lows about being on the sideline when, you know, when the Super Bowl was right there and then did not happen, Super Bowl Forty Nine where the you know, Patriots snatched it away. Uh, I'm guessing that in and of itself is a, a, a section of your life, if you will, that the Lord's taught you how to persevere, how to not live in the past and things like that. Maybe you could even just talk briefly about that experience, what it was like and, and what God's done, you know, in your life through such a high and then right low, you know, right after that. 
Yeah, it was crazy because there were this, we win Super Bowl forty eight. The Seahawks beat the Broncos there in New York, and then literally one year later, we find ourselves back in the Super Bowl playing the Patriots and make it all the way down to the one yard line. And it's one of the most famous plays in, in Super Bowl history, and obviously highly debated. And uh, our quarterback throws an interception there on the on the one yard line in the final seconds of the game, and we go from the highest high of, of winning a Super Bowl a year before to uh, 364 days later, losing the Super Bowl on the one-yard line, and it was so crushing and very heartbreaking in so many ways. Um, but obviously, there's so many lessons uh, spiritually to take from that, and just from a life sense that that your past doesn't define you; that you keep moving on, and there's there's more to come than what's behind us. And uh, no matter what what's happened, whether you're on the the highest mountain or the lowest valley, that there's always more ahead when we're following God. That He's taken us from glory to glory, and He's got great things in store for us. That's great. That's great, Ben. Thank you for your time. Uh, there's so much more we could chat about, but we'll let just folks uh, enjoy the book. It's an easy read, and it's a good read. It's got a lot, it covers a lot of ground. We're going to give away a copy here in a moment. Uh, one last quick thing, just for fun. Uh, people watch the, the bubblegum chewing Pete Carroll, who you're a you know, special assistant to for the Seahawks. Tell He's a practical joker. I, I was I, One of the things about number 85 stood out in the book. Is that is that one of the two? <laughs> what was that about, or anything fun? Yeah. Well, he had Will Ferrell come out and suit up as a as a player one day, and um, dresses out like a normal football player. Gets in the huddle, runs a route, and then he takes his helmet off, and we all realize it's Will Ferrell. So it was uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> was he afraid he was going to get hurt? I mean, I, what if somebody did what they did to you? You know, bam. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, he uh, was not in any contact drills. Otherwise, he might have gotten hurt. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's keeping it loose. Take yourself. After all, it's a Super, Super Bowl or World Series is Game Seven. Like it's still a game at the end of the day. So, but it's still. I mean, it's obviously a huge stage. But anyway, well, Ben, thank you for your time. It's a real privilege. God bless you, and keep up the good work. Thanks so much, Tim. God bless you and everyone out there. Appreciate it. Very good. That's Ben Malcolmson, author of the book Walk On. We'll take a call right now at 800-560-WFIL to win a free copy, 800-560-9345. Ben Malcolmson, again, the book Walk On. We'll hand out a free copy, and uh, we'll wrap up our program here in just a couple of seconds. We also have Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, and a lead in prayer. And uh, Truth for Life with Alistair Begg follows at the top of the hour at 5 o'clock. Looking forward to many other fine uh, guests coming up, including Pastor Joe Foch of Straight from the Heart, who uh, you can hear every weekday morning at 730 be having him on the program coming up in the next week or so that and much more and podcasts are now available at wfil.com go ahead and check that out for all the shows we've had over the past couple of months thanks for listening in god bless you we'll look forward to doing it again tomorrow see ya thanks for listening to the tim demoss show podcast feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from four to five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.